All right, hello and welcome to another episode of the Give Us a Spell podcast. My name is Zach. I am your host, and it's probably it's fucking. It's probably we're probably due a uh, a new intro. The music is getting a bit old. Um, this episode, we're going to be talking a bit of Melbourne. We're getting uh, Nick back on. He has been on a couple of weeks. We've sort of finished up all the big racing down in Melbourne. They've got some decent racing down there this weekend. Um, we're going to recap a couple of uh, the main talking points of uh, the Flemington, Caulfield, whatever carnival down there. Um, there's been a fair bit going on. So we're going to go over that. We're going to go over the meeting down there and maybe have a little look at uh, the Goldie as well, depending if they run. It is absolutely pissing down in Queensland, but... As I welcome in Nick for the first time in a couple of weeks, mate. How are you? Hey, good, mate. Just been uh, having a pick of grass. I had a bit of a spell for a little, just to freshen up for a few weeks. It's nice when you sort of get to the end of the carnival and you, I don't know about you, but I had a bit of punting fatigue. I was bloody buggered by the end of it. So nice to have a few week freshen and then nice meeting this weekend to kick back off again. It's true. I even hit you up yesterday and asked you if you um, how you actually you went over spring, you know, so I think it's the first time you've actually tracked your results and whatnot. And mate, good to hear you came out ahead. Yeah, no, it's sort of getting to that point now where uh, you're going to be having a bet every weekend and following really closely. I suppose it's probably really important. You actually tracking how you're going. So was lucky enough, lucky enough, I suppose. We bring our own luck, don't we? Zach? That's right. But, um, yeah, it was a very nice couple of months for us. So, no, it's really good. It was pretty good. And obviously, like you said, you had a bit of punting fatigue. I often have a bit of a spell around around these times and probably a little bit after autumn. But then again, there's other people that absolutely swear by this time of punting around this area. So, look, um, I won't be punting as much as I do normally, but um, there's obviously plenty of winners to be found. And like the lame saying that always goes, they all pay the same. Um, so, what's been going on, mate? You're still working, still on the tools, still at school? Yeah, still working. The kids are getting pretty tired now. Um, we've got an 11 week term to finish the year off as well, which yeah. is pretty brutal, but um, that's okay. Yeah, a couple of weeks and then moving back to Sydney on December 18th, which is really exciting. So um, next chapter sort of begins, I guess. That's exciting, mate. We might be able to get a few of these done in person, which is um, which is always a bit easier. Um, most people know that I do a bit of, I still, I, in another lifetime, I was a school teacher and I still do it. On a Wednesday, um, I told you yesterday that I was going to tell you a story. So, yesterday, looking forward to this. Generally, yeah, generally on a Wednesday, right? It's my day that was generally the easier day at school, and I, you know, I normally message them and go, "Look, what am I doing?" In case they give me something, they're saying real bad. You sign, tell them you don't want to do it. But I said, "Am I doing any sport today?" Generally, the Wednesday is a sport day. It's generally why I chose to do Wednesdays. It's pretty pretty cruisy in the afternoon. And they said, "No, you're not doing sport. You'll be covering classes, whatever." I went, "Okay." So I dressed accordingly. Put my put like my boots on. Put wore jeans, a collared shirt, whatever. If if I was doing sport, you know, you can get away with like. You know, wearing Connie's and, you know, polo yep. shirt and shorts or whatever. Anyway, so I get there and it's real muggy in Sydney yesterday. It was hot. It was shit. And I get there and they go, oh, shit, sorry, mate. You're actually doing sport this afternoon. You're doing walking. I went, and I know that the walking is the most fucked thing that you can do. Generally, like, you can go to the skate park, you can go to the beach, you can go fishing, you can just hang at school and do sport there. But I got given walking. So for anyone in Sydney, I walked from Mona Vale to Church Point pretty much even further and back um, in boots, jeans, collared shirt. Oh, no, <laughs> um, that is... Absolute pits too. 
So I've also been teaching kind of a lot of like the autistic kids and stuff there, which I love. I love dealing with those kids. And I had one of them walking with me, and he just asked me about a hundred times why my eyebrows are so big. So look, it's been a bit of a stickling point for me in my life getting teased as a kid because my eyebrows are big and whatever. And this kid just rinsed me the whole time as well. So <laughs> brought you back down to earth a bit. To say I was a bit frustrated in the afternoon, and to say I earned my money yesterday would be an understatement, mate. So. That's anyway, good, mate, um, that's that's a tough day, and it, geez, it's been humid, hasn't it? Like it's you been don't want shit. to walk around in jeans, mate. Nah, the last thing you want to do, and yeah, so and I, <laughs> oh fuck, I'll be honest here. So we generally split the groups up into two, and they were like, "Oh, you can lead." I'm like, "Fuck, I am not leading because I'll be walking very slow, right?" <laughs> and then they go, "I'll go, I'll go at the back," and they're like, "You go to the back of the first group." I'm like, "Fuck, that means there's like another group sort of catching me and shit." Anyway, they were making some serious ground on me. I'm like, fuck, what am I going to do here? I'm struggling. Like, every foot is just, every step is just fucking killing in these boots. And there's like hills and shit. Anyway, as you do, start doing the fakey, like, limp. And then yeah. I, I fucking went down and started, like, <laughs> rearranging my sock. And then that other teacher will pass. like, oh, we're catching you. I'm like, yeah, yeah, fuck, I've got this hell cut underneath my foot. Oh, fucking kills. Oh, yeah, I'll catch up. There's no cut on my foot, mate. Like, there's... there's, You're there's a child. No, You're so, mate, child. they fucking lapped me. I was just in... Uh, I was in all sorts. Anyway. Yeah, it was a fucking ordinary Soft day. Soft as butter, Zach. Yeah. Oh, mate, this is... You know what? So embarrassed, too. Like, it, it's pretty rare that you get... um, You feel that low in yourself. But, yeah, I've got lapped by kids. Like, you know, 60-year-old women are fucking lapping me and asking me what's going on. Anyway. Anyway, back to punting. Um... Sounds <laughs> yeah, like you need some concrete. That's, oh. what I, that's what I'm here, mate. When you do your degree and you finish and you start doing it, you can come talk to me, mate. But at the moment, you can deal with your little primary school. Um, Thanks, mate. <laughs> mate, we talk about some some stuff happening in Melbourne. So I didn't have you on last week. If you me and the other boys, we talked a lot of Sydney stuff and then touched on a bit of it. But I want to touch on a couple of things before we look at the racing on Saturday. So first off, right now, what do we make of incentivise? Is it just a, this 12-month span where it's come from Toowoomba to now? Where do you see incentivise? Oh, he's in the best three or four horses we've got at the moment. I think it's as simple as that, especially distance-wise. Um, oh, he's going to get some some seriously heavy weights next year when yeah. he's running around in Caulfield Cup. So they're probably going to have to go wait for age with him. Um, I imagine he'd run in sort of an Australian Cup sort of setup. That's the campaign. Maybe even a Queen Elizabeth in the autumn. Yeah. Um, that's the way I see him heading. But no, nah, he's he's not. He's definitely the real deal. He was he's run in the Melbourne Cup to bring the whole field up. Yeah. Um, when Persan shit himself at the eight nine hundred, and then had to bring the whole field up by himself with fifty seven kegs. Like he just couldn't be more impressed with how he went. So, and still come second yeah, nah. and pull up a bit lame. Like, he, he out-tough Spanish Mission. Like, Spanish Mission yeah, probably should have gone yeah. past him and didn't. So, nah, real deal, big tick. Bizarre, isn't it, What it, how much he's done in, like, the last year? It's phenomenal. You don't see it, mate. Like, it's... it's yeah. Stephen Trigay is just, when, you know, a bit of a grin, doesn't he? When, well, when you, when you hear even the old Toowoomba trainers talking about him, they knew he was special, which is really weird for a horse that was still a maiden after start five six, so I don't know. So so such a peculiar situation, but pretty cool for Australia. It is. Um, and what did you make of Very Elegant? Obviously, she's one of the greats, right? 
to me, I completely yeah. left her out of the cup and whatever. To do what she did is fucking, you know, how many, I don't know how many times I've said it in my life that the Chris Waller-James McDonald combo that is paying the odds of that is just, and I keep forgetting, I keep missing it. Do you know what I mean? I'm like, oh, Waller's, every time I do a market, I'm like, all right, Waller's at the top with J-Mac aboard, $2.90 or whatever. And this time, completely let Very Elegant go, smashes it in the Melbourne Cup. What do you think? Oh, she was unbelievable. And I I now regard her in a similar sort of field as like a sun line. I reckon they're probably head-to-head, I guess. So I don't know. I'm sure some people would have the opinion she's better. Others are probably more sun line. But I think they're the two two of the best mares we've ever had. Um, her, it was, It's interesting because you go back and you watch her Turnbull run where she looked flat-footed and mm. couldn't keep up. And then... In the Cox Plate, she was good, but she still did look like she wanted further. I don't know why we didn't get the signs that she was ready for 3,200. Maybe we just thought 57 kilos mare in a cup. Could she really do it? But if there was a year that she was going to do it, like she's definitely the classiest horse in that field now that you actually go back and look at it. So, Don't you, um, don't you think yeah. she she like relishes big company? Do you know, like a lot of horses. So these like small and, fields, she seems to struggle a bit. When it comes to these big fields, mate, she, she nails it. Hundred percent, bit of pressure because she she's a weird racing style. Like she races with her head in the air, and she's really hard to control. Um, so maybe a bit of pressure on lets her just settle down a little bit, so she can actually stride out. Um, but she's just a jet. And as soon as Jack, you know, at the eight hundred, J Mac was sitting there yeah. smoking his pipe, wasn't he? It was just far uh, out. I, I, knew, I, I knew it because I'd done everything that I own into <laughs> incentivize, and I just saw James <laughs> McDonald just taking the piss at the five hundred, just going, "Fuck, he's just, he's going to win by a bit here." And then he just, yeah, that hurt. There's um just on the on the cup just before we finish there, like. In those big races where you've got like the Everest or the Caulfield Cup or the Melbourne Cup, horses like Incentivise, who is sort of two forty, two fifty, two sixty a win on fixed and about a dollar forty five, dollar fifty the place. If you're looking, I know myself, I played Incentivise the place. I had a really good go at it um, on the tote, and what uh, like those tote pools are often wrong in races like that because you know little Arnie Jenny puts her twenty plates on the roughy in the field, so. I don't know, just a little bit of a lurk that me and, and, and my old man have always sort of kept an eye out for is those those favourites in fields like that. You, you often get overs on the on the place, on the tote. So Two dollars are paid. Little, yeah, pay two dollars. So it's just, just it like up. when That's when wild. you're two seventy to two seventy to win on fix and you get two bucks for it to run top three, it's just That's, crazy. that's wild. Really. Yeah. Mate. You get four mil in the pool, so there's a little lurk for you. And what did you make of Spanish mission? Yeah, couldn't have been more impressed. It was pretty good considering like the a bit of a weird lead up. Like and he's, stick, he's sticking around with then, Moody. Yeah, I'll be interested when we get to that race. Hey, um, he's oh, he's obviously classy as. So looking forward to seeing what he'll do. It's good that we get to keep another good stayer too. Um, Nature Strip obviously was you know won the Everest and everything. And I know I think it was was it you from memory the saying that how much you liked the. The sprint race in Melbourne and now it was just fucked like Nature Strip's going around at a dollar twenty. What did you make of Nature Strip yeah. over spring? I I was utterly impressed. Yeah, he's. I think it's says a lot about Waller. I actually was. I remember watching Nature Strip's first win. I believe it was at Caulfield, where he won by five or six. It might have been. I think it was Caulfield. And I remember actually saying to a couple of people, "This horse might be pretty special." And then he did it a couple of times in a row when he was getting trained by. 
can't remember who his first trainer was, but then he went to Weir and that nature strips, just all the issues he's had. He's got, Waller's gotten rid of the going too keen, gassing after the thousand meters. He's turned him into the best sprinter in the world. He's just he had a few trainers, like, eh? He have it was yeah, um, Smurden to Hickmont great. to Sadler to yep. Weir to Waller. Yep, absolutely. He's literally been everywhere. And he, yeah, he, he always had heaps of talent, but just could never run over a thousand. Now Waller's just. Yeah. It looks like you could barely win a, like a, a fourteen hundred meter race the way he races now. He's just settles so well. Um, gun freak, take him overseas, please. When I okay, before we say that, when I so I think we've talked about the the fight between racing South Wales and racing Victoria and stuff, and the fact that the sprint had Nature Strip going around at a dollar thirty. What do you think that needs to get done with this continual back and forth over spring and like the announcement of these huge races that Volandi's just whacking a million race here, a million race there. What do you, what do, what do we do with it? Well, the th- your problem is that you've got Volandi's who is just, he's not, he doesn't have an eye open for Australian racing. It's just New South Wales and ba- basically just Sydney racing and, and just the outer of Sydney. But so I, I, he's not someone that's going to cooperate with Victorian racing, which is going to be a big problem because even you look at like Master Seder and Eduardo opt to stay in Sydney to run in that Chautauqua or the, the sorry, the Red Zell or the um, Classic Legend yeah. stake. Fuck that. Like, let's even the Manicato and the Moya were shit this year because we had other big sprint races on the weekends or in the following weeks. Like, Melbourne and Sydney have got to get together and we've got to get oh. these horses. Like, it's they're never going to do it, but it's not. And, that's the problem. Well, then, so we're really just talking because we're talking. Well, don't you think that? Like don't you think that then Victoria just needs someone like Volandis go a bit of toe to toe with him because at the moment he's just he does his job is to look after New South Wales. He doesn't give a fuck. He, his quote the other week was was something like "I'm living rent free in their minds because they're well, just is. so far ahead of them at the moment." And I, to be honest, I love the Melbourne Carnival. Absolutely love it. But if this continues the same way, all the good horses are going to stay in Sydney. Yeah, no, you're spot on. It's just, it's frustrating as punters and as fans because you don't get to ever see the best sprinters all running in the same race, like, like all running through the same preparation. Like, yeah. you got to, I don't know, like to see Nature Strip beat a field with Swat's that, um, <laughs> like Swat's that's run second in a Dali class, Spring Classic. Yeah. Like, like, it was a bit no, of an ordinary no. ordinary field, wasn't it? Looking at it, it was like Bellinid September run, which is just cooked. Splintex. Splintex was the one I thought, oh, I might be right. No good. Me but, too. Yeah, ran I around the same and, race multi. Yeah, me too. So, I was yeah. flat. Yeah. It's just, yeah, they got to sort it out, mate. They won't, and there will continue to be this shit fight, but fuck, what do you do? It's very hard, obviously, doing futures betting, because you're like, there's all these futures things where, oh, they might go to Melbourne. You're like, nah, they're probably not going to. <laughs> <laughs> so you want to be going pre-norms, I think, for everything at the moment. Um, yeah. What about a bunch of these horses wanting to go overseas or possibly going overseas? Are you keen? Please just take them. Like, oh, I'm so big on this. It was the one thing that I understand why they didn't want to take wings over. Like, because yeah. it was sort of the end of their career when it was the point. But, like, let's go over there. Take Nature Strip, who's the best sprinter in the world to a country where the sprinters aren't that great, like England sprinters aren't that great, but go and make a mess of them. Like, yeah. go and run him in up. a group one race over there. And then all of a sudden, because there's this perception that our racing, you know, we're the little guy and like our racing is just big money, but not that much talent. And England think they're so much more superior. 
go over there and flog them, man. Like, let's just go do it. I'm very early going to go over and win as well. So I'm so for it. Well, I think I, I th- I'm with you on the sprinters. I think their, their sprinters aren't that great. But then you, what was it? Remember when Black Caviar went round and old mate nearly fucked it up completely? Luke Nolan. Oh my God. Well, I remember watching was, that live was, just going, shit. <laughs> she was injured as well. So yeah. he was trying to look after her once he thought the race was done, but he nearly fucked that up. I was... I reckon I was... I was screaming third, so hard. I reckon I was 13 and I watched that with Dad at about 1.30 in the morning on yeah. school night, I think it was. It was, yeah, <laughs> pretty that's, funny, but... That's awesome. You take seven. them over, please. Who have they said? Who have they said to go over? Nature Strip, um, Very Elegant Potentially, and maybe Home Affairs. I don't know if they'll take um, Very Elegant, eh? I hope they do. That'd be elite. It'd be awesome. I'd love to. See, I'd love to see more of it. To be honest, even just to see where she's at, like yeah. where where is she? Where does she sit? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. A good sprint race over there for Nature Strip. I would love that though. Get him fucking a thousand meters, just, just kick him. away. That would oh, be in the King Stand or or something. He'd just fucking kill him. Before we go into the weekend's racing, anything from Sydney that you had a, that were really stoked with the Everest, the Eagle, anything like that? Any horse? Um, I think I I think the one that I'd like to make a comment on is just lost and running, like yeah. um, in that in the was it the hunter that it won? Yeah, yeah. Um, like something about those barriers that people get scared of. Like he drew sixteen seventeen, but there was always going to be pressure in that race, and people were riding off. But you go back and look at the form, like. Wanderbar's run second. Like, what is Wanderbar? Like, what, a, be- a benchmark 90, maybe a listed horse? Mm. Like, lots of running genuine Group 1 quality and you get 250, 260. So glad that they eventually got a result with that horse. Um, I think it's really, really good. I think we were, uh, we, were, we were super scared, like, obviously, with Tab having lost and running as our Everest horse. Um, look, it ran, I think, fourth in the Premier. And the Everest, like, we were a bit worried. Like, in the shorts, it came last, right? Eduardo... Yeah. Shattered, like shattered in over nature strip came last. We we're like shit. Ran in the premiere fourth. We we're like ooh, <laughs> and then but Huey yeah. was like still super keen. He still swore by it. And then to run fourth in the Everest behind nature strip, Marcus Crusader, whatever. Like man, it was fucking huge. Then it ran all right in the classique. Came second. And then the hunter, like you just said, you're getting two fifty, two sixty for a group one horse, and you've got Wonderbar, and you've got the, that unknown horse in top ranked. Quite a yeah. few of the, the big punters or the, the pro punters or whatever, they were all swearing by it. They are like, mate, this is just class above. Yeah. Ignore the and barrier. It, and, and that's exactly what happened, Mike. It was just sitting – you didn't even have to watch. It was a stress-free run. Um, I think they were the like, one, does it take it up or yeah. that other prime candidate might take it up. I'm like, I don't care. I think Lawson – I go, Huey on that wins. And three deeps are not, not going to be an issue either. Like, yeah, people just worry about stuff too much. Um, and the other one I want to mention as well is just Eduardo. Like, how good's yeah. his horse? Seriously, it like, it's it's one of those horses I feel like no one's convinced by yet for some reason. Like, everyone still thinks. Like, I think because it's such a small sort of training trainer, and it's not one that's coming from a big stable, and he gets like some rogue jockeys that ride him, and uh, he's just Nash good. Like, it. he's just really good. Like, Nash is down. Gun, he's so. he's all over it. Nash, I think. Um, yeah. yeah, with you, it's flying. Um, all right, let's um, let's have a look at some Saturday stuff, eh? Um, not sure weather-wise what they're doing uh, in Melbourne. I know that Sydney, we've had a fair bit of rain, and I know Queensland's been getting absolutely pumped, but, you know, Melbourne are still on a good. So 
We go to the... Melbourne's the, not too bad in nah. the next few days, so it should be okay. And they've got a bunch of listed and group races and stuff happening, so there's, there's, some, there's some stuff happening. Um, in in the first, they've got that horse um, Ebar with that Snowden thing. It's had a had a trial, but it's already been backed. It's like two dollars ninety. It opened four sixty. Um, but that Brereton, um, it won at Flemington and it had a I think it came second in its first start. Um, pretty good horse, obviously. Um, three dollars ten. Luke Nolan scares me all the time. Ever since that like caviar <laughs> race, we got Moco. We couple of um, we got Moco. We got Silver uh, Silver Nido as well going around. It has to be between these top two, I think. I don't know too much about the first start. I don't even see, I haven't even seen the trial, but I know a bit of Brereton. Who do you like? Yeah, I the trial was really good, um, and it's obviously out of I'm Invincible as well. Gets Ollie for Snowden, so it's always a good sign if it's four sixty to two ninety early. But yeah, I'm happy with Brereton. I like horses that have had a race start. Um, that was up the inside as well at Flemington. I think it might have been on either Oaks or Cup Day. Um, can't remember which day it was, but. Up the inside along the rail, so Caulfield will, looks like it'll suit. Thousand metres again, I'm, I'm happy enough with this. the horse that's had the few starts. It, interesting as well, like impending's first sort of crop of horses. Moco's out of impending, so it'll be interesting to see how it goes. Um, there's a capitalist horse in there as well, so a couple of cool breeding horses coming through now. True. Um, we are recording... Thursday Arvo, I just noticed there was a Wyong race number seven, one of the great meetings. Weekend affair, I'm not sure if you know the horse, uh, the Jason Coyle horse. $41 yep. we opened it with Tab into five bucks and they've just postponed the race, postponed the meeting. <laughs> so I would have loved oh, to. I was, I, was, I was really keen to see that horse go around. No deductions or anything, 41 bucks into $5. So Jeez. I'm assuming the traders at Tab are pretty happy just in case that backfired <laughs> for them pretty pretty hard. Um, so we think Brereton, yeah? Yep. Yeah, let's lock in Brereton. Were you on last start? Yeah, I was actually. It was a head bobber. I think we all just, um, yeah. It led and then just got there, eh? Yeah, pretty happy to see it. Hold on. I'm pretty sure it was race one on it was. Cup Day or Oaks Day. Yeah, so, just fell in. Very handy. Um, one of my, I really like this next horse. Don't know if I'll like it in this race, but Accountability has um, won me some money in the past. Brett Preble's aboard for Waller at 250. We got True Marvel at 310. Sweet Thomas at 420. Sweet Tom. Sweet Thomas is like. God, he's a trier, that horse. I think he's had 60 mm. starts for about five wins or something, but uh, he does all right. Um, then we go out real double figures. So there's not, there's literally nothing going on here, but what do you reckon? A um, bit of money for this True Marvel. Yeah, True Marvel's the one I like. Um, 54 kilos, literally stays all day. One by 16 lengths at the Valley in the Jericho Cup prelude. Um, and like another 100 metres that would have won by further, like the jockey sat there and didn't touch it for the last 300 metres. Um, I think it's a really good bet. I'm I'm happy enough with it. Interesting sort of preparation, like three thousand, then has a nineteen hundred meter run at Canterbury, but um, yeah, thirty eight hundred back to back to thirty two hundred. <laughs> this is definitely not an issue. I'm yeah, pretty like pretty it. happy with um, True Marvel. Sweet, uh, May. I remember you backing this horse last time. Decent rain, or maybe was it last time? Can't remember. Maybe it was two starts yeah. ago when it ran at Flemington. Um, and we finally got to collect yeah. two weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's two dollars and seventy. John McNeil's on there for Kieran Ma. We got Star of Chaos at fives. Lady of Honor, Raduna, Lavish Girl. A um, little bit of money for one at odds in Allegretta uh, for Moody and Blake McDougall. But um, are we going with your horse, mate? Decent rain. Yes, 
sticking, sticking. We need one more win out of it to sort of make our money on back on her. Um, but yeah, it was really impressive um, a week or two ago at Ballarat. Uh, yeah, really, really content with, with decent rain. It's, it's been super unlucky all preparation. So nice for it to get a win at the end of it. Um, just on that Allegretta, I can actually see why there's a little bit of money there. It's win was really good at packing them. It's hard to hard that's and low. That, Twenty six bucks in the thirteen. And that combination, like I think you're gonna be seeing a bit more of McDougal. He's a really, really good jockey. He's gonna um I reckon in the next five or six years he's gonna he'll end up being a really, really strong jockey in Melbourne. It's great that he's made the move down there rather than riding in um sort of country in New South Wales. So decent rain I really like though. Decent rain it is. Uh, race four is the Dobberton Stakes. We got Enthar. I like this horse, even though it's drifted. Uh, $4.20 for Kieran Ma. We got Curran at fives. In from eights too, so good go. Yulong Command at five. Starry Legend at eight fifty. Varda. Um, look, normally runs pretty well, but it's on the drift. And we got Parsifal uh, at 14s. Look, I'm not sure. Um, Enthar's a good horse, but it's on the drift. Tell me why. Um, I don't like Enthar. I... If she wins, she wins, but I'm just happy to let her go around. She, her last start was it was okay. I thought it was a little bit plain, but it was after a 255-day spell, so probably fair enough. But probably want to see her win before I jump on it four bucks. I really like you on command. Um, he's a dead check. Cannot run much further than a 1,000 metres, but that's okay. He get, gets Damien Lane, 54 kilos. Um, went down to Curran in its first run this prep. And they both met each other at 55 kilos. Now Curran goes to 57 and we get 54. So do you think, the conditions really suit. Do you think Yulong Command's a bit more of a Mooney Valley horse? Um, I, I think horses that suit the Valley tend to suit Caulfield a yeah. little bit too. Agree. Um, but may, maybe potentially, but I'm, yeah, I, I think $5, you'll actually get a pretty good sight too. Beautiful. Damien Lane aboard. He's flying. He's good. Uh, we got um, Summon Stakes Steinem uh, backed. Six bucks already into 3.30. Uh, had a start last in that group in the thingo. I can't remember what it was. The group one didn't do yeah, too good. Race. That's right. Tricky Gals there at 480. We got Quantum Mechanic. Um, Zing. We're getting out to double figures. Zing, Agreeable, Brazen Song, etc. Um, look, not much money for anything bar Steinem for Kieran Ma. Yeah, been waiting for this horse to have another start. I was hoping to be over 2,000, not 1,600, because if you go back and watch its run behind Colette, it was just, oh, it was like for a horse that's only had seven starts to be running in a Phillies and Man's Group 1 race on Derby Day. Um, what and was then it? Run the Empire Rose. Empire Rose. The Empire Rose. And this horse is bred by Frankel as well, so you know that 2,000 is really going to suit. So I was... Hoping next next start would be in a two thousand meter race, but we get sixteen hundred. I'm so happy to follow this horse. I reckon it's going to be a real talent. I reckon it's going to be a really good horse in the autumn. So Steinem all over it. People get a bit pissed off that they miss prices, right? So we often have a good good look at prices before we bet and open sixes. Are you happy to take three thirty? Like, what's the lowest you're happy with Steinem? Um, would you take threes? Oh, to me, a lot of people. Stress, I reckon, too much about price. Like, end of the day, if you think the horse is going to win, like, you right. should be backing it. Obviously, when it turns into those dollar eighty, dollar seventy quotes, you got to be a bit more careful because you got to bet a lot more. Um, but I think if, if you think the horse is going to win, three fifty is still an okay price. Obviously, you're a bit flat if you miss six, but um, <laughs> you got to be, you got to be very quick. Be, 
absolutely. Be, you'll be very quick to get those markets. I can see why they snapped it up. She's pretty smart. All right. Um, first leg of the Quaddy Sandown Guineas is Festival Dancer. $3.30, smash from seven fifty. So that's been whacked. Port Louis, mate, this thing. Um, <laughs> this thing deserves a win. Eight starts, zero wins. It's been pretty backed. It's been backed literally like every start too. So Cardinal Gem, five bucks. We go out to double figures for Blushing Tycoon and stuff like that. Uh, good coin. Good coin. Festival Dancer. Matt Smith, Craig Williams, Barrier 3. Do I say no more? Pretty much. It's um, nice racing pattern too, like races in the first first couple, which we always like, um, especially with these younger horses. Uh, and at Corfield too, it's usually traditionally a, 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 a bit of a leader's track. How can, you look at Port Louis as the second favourite. Like, yeah, probably been a little bit stiff and it's running second and third all the time and, and uh, it's running a bit better company than this, but... I'm happy to take the horse that's won four on the bounce and has the good racing pattern rather than Port Louis, who's going to be back last and yep. seems to always find bad luck. So it's a no-brainer for me. Say no more. I'm with you. Race seven, zipping. Uh, $1.50 we've got for Spanish Mission. Uh, a lot of people telling me that this is just a non-race and Spanish Mission wins. Obviously running for Peter Moody. Glenn Boss has got the ride. Uh, warning is going around. Uh, barrier one at fives. And then we're already at double figures with Sound and Went Wooden, Dr. Drill, Luna Flair, etc. What do you reckon Spanish Mission put in, put out? Don't want to take $1.50. God, no. Fuck no. No way. Um, 3,200 first up back to 2,400. This horse is a dead set 3,000 to 4,000 metre horse. So this is really sharp for it. If 2,400 sharp for anything. Um, oh, you couldn't post a bigger price because you got a, the horse that's ran third in the Melbourne Cup. So yeah. I understand that fifty spot on, but I will not be going anywhere near it. Um, who would you have behind there. Spanish Mission? Um, oh, I, I'm a big fan of Dr. Drill and Luna Flair, but that's a bit biased. It's not necessarily a, um, a knowledge-driven opinion. I just like the two horses. But warning is probably the obvious one. Warning was absolutely fantastic to me uh, on Everest Day. So it was obviously one there, and then it went to Melbourne and one there. I know that it was only a six-horse field in Flemington, but it's pretty impressive. So you're getting a dollar fifty. What? There's, there's no speed in this race either. Like, where do they take Spanish Mission? Like, where does he actually sit? Like, do they we have don't know much about it, right? No, not 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 a ton. Obviously, good form coming from overseas. It's just, I don't know. I'm, 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 I'd be treading a little bit wary if you like Spanish Mission. All right. Well, before we do that, let's let's pick a standout <laughs> trifecta. Okay, you go first. <laughs> Deal. Okay, <laughs> Spanish Mission wins, and I'm a big fan of Warning, and then we're going to go uh, to Luna Flare. All right, I'll go, I'll go Spanish Mission, Luna Flare, then Warning. <laughs> Fantastic. Hope, hopefully we win. Um, <laughs> all right, Eclipse Stakes, uh, race number eight, 1,800-meter race. Uh, our Playboy, $2.70. Um Everyone tipped this horse last start where it ran second to King Magnus. Um, that was everywhere. Star Rail is there, obviously. Ridiculous money for Royal Mile. So not sure what's going on here, but we're open. We're opening 15s. We're into 650. Uh, hopefully 
Fuck, I wish I had a piece of that. Uh, Jukon's there at 12s, Bonavici, etc. Even Sosibon, uh, old mate, Sosibon. A little bit only for defibrillate too. Uh, that's 26 in the 15s, but this is a race where I have no fucking idea, so tell me who wins. Um, <laughs> hopefully I can tell you who wins. I like Starrell, um, and the form behind uh, Zaydani's come out and been, been really proven, came out and won a really good race at Ballarat, um, Zaydani. Uh I feel like this horse has been building towards a win this prep, um, running in some really good company too. He's probably better, maybe not better company than our Playboy, but we certainly get a better price. And if it looks like it's going to be a good track, I think our Playboy is probably two or three lengths better in the wet. Still a good horse, but um, Star L for me, I think 550 is a nice price. Gee, 15 into 650 for Royal Miles, a big go. That's what I mean. 15 into 650. Like for a horse that's come over from Morfittville, benchmark 82, but did run in a group one behind Explosive Jacks so around that derby um, in in Adelaide. Interesting, really interesting. And you gave no love to Sosibon? Ah, uh, look, I've I've had my fair share of, of bets placed on that horse. I'm happy to, yeah. Nah, Keep out. See ya. Nah. <laughs> All right, we go. We'll go to the last, which is the uh, Kevin Heffernan stakes, and we got I Am Superman going around at three sixty. Streets of Avalon's there at six fifty. Good money for Ranier, uh, for Godolphin. Age of Chivalry's there at sevens. Sinawan eight bucks. Crosshaven. This is actually not a bad little uh, last race, mate. Who are you with? It's a really good little race, actually. Um, I was on Age of, Age of Chivalry a couple of weeks ago when it won, um, and I'm actually. I thought it's Cranberry Mum was still okay. Um, and that day, it was an absolute slop track. Um, hopefully, back on top of the ground. I think you can get a nice price, six or seven bucks. I'm not sure about I'm Superman. He's not giving me a winner vibes. He's just, he shits me a little bit, that horse. I'm, I think they think he's a group one horse, group two, group one horse, but I don't know if he actually is. Um, so I'm happy to let him go around at 360. Age of Chivalry for me, I reckon. Age of Chivalry 7s, eh? Uh, Damien Lane, I like him. Big fan. And he beat um, Crosshaven a couple of starts ago. Um, yes. The thing is, when we talk about Gold Coast, which is happening um, on the weekend, it is absolutely, they've had 150 meals in 48 hours there. So, look, we take it with a grain Jeez. of salt if it's going to run. Um, but we'll have a look. I think, uh, I think you wanted to mention one race in particular, which was... Um, what was Race it? What'd you like? Wonderbar. Um, yeah. Wonderbar. Three dollars eighty. So seven bucks. Been backed. Three dollars eighty. Andrew Mallion's on. Obviously for Chris Lee's. Had a win in the heavy. Had a bunch of. Had a couple of wins in the soft. It's going to be heavy. It's a heavy ten already. Um, tell me why you want Wonderbar. Well, to me, this is the genuine best bet of the day by a long way. I, I can't believe we've missed sevens. Um, this is the problem when you try and have a rest off the punt. You miss prices when you actually like things, but. Second behind, lost and running, 1.3, ran out of its skin. Like, yeah. are we kidding with 380? Like, I just... In the I slop, in the absolute heavy turns? Goes fine on the wet. Like, two starts for a win and a placing. In the soft goes 10, 10 starts for three wins, five placings. Like, I don't think that the wet's going to be an issue. And if it's an issue for it, it's going to be an issue for all the other horses too. Yeah. I just think this is a dead set. Put as much on this thing as you can, 56 and a half kegs. I just, yeah. Love it? Yeah. Enough said. 
Beautiful. Um, we may, <laughs> may as well mention the recognition stakes as well. That's race seven. It has Tambo's mate, which I believe is going to be Sydney. So take it, take it what you will. The Horovian is back. So the Horovian, for anyone that doesn't remember, won about 50 races in a row. Um, it's had a win in the heavy. It's had a bunch of wins in the soft. Do you like anything in that? Um, I haven't done the form for the race. Uh it's just, yeah. I, I, There's a couple I'm of good horses going in there. Nick uh, Nova and Gemsong and Ballistic Boy. They're all pretty good horses, these. Yeah, and Nick and Nova goes pretty good and heavy as well. Um, yeah, it's two stars, uh, three stars, two wins. Anyway. Yeah, so it's going to be a good little race. They're sort of like their best 12, 1400 metre horses they've got up there. So it'd be a really good one to watch. Even Ballistic Boy's had a little, only a little freshen up, and it, it couldn't have been more impressive in its two wins um, last preparation as well. So. I think those top three or four in the market, it'll be a really good race to watch. I don't mind the Queensland carnivals. Some people are like, oh, that's no good. I, I don't mind it. I don't I don't mind it because, you know, if you back Golan enough times, you're just going to come out on top. Um, <laughs> have you Have you done the millions before? Have you been up there for that? No. No. I might be going this year, though. Um, there, I can't remember whatever date it is, but... I've got a bunch of time off in January. Paul Joyce, for anyone that doesn't know, he's moving to Queensland. Um, he's not going to be the Sydney form guy. He's going to be doing a bunch of Queensland form, doing a bit of their... Uh, he'll, he'll do some metro meetings, but he's also going to do a bit of like the Bow Deserts and the Kilcoys and stuff. And he's that pumped. like He's so keen to do it. Um, I'm going to go probably visit him as well. He's bought a filth house in um, right in the Goldie, which is... Yeah, must be nice. Must be on a good wicket down here and winning on the punt because he's bought a fucking nice house right near the Cass. Um, but yeah, I'm going to go yeah. up and hopefully hopefully do a bit of that because everyone swears by it. Have you done it? Yeah, I've done the millions. I did it two years ago. It's, um, it's good fun. It's a seriously, seriously good day. I'm not the track set up and in terms of actually going out there and hanging out for the day, it's probably not the best. But in terms of actually like watching the races and the day that it, like the, yeah. in terms of the horses and the, the prize money, it's a really good day. And it's yeah, the Gold Coast. It. And to Gold Coast, yeah. where else would you rather be? Um, all right, best of the day. Do we go back to Caulfield? Do we talk Festival Dancer? Do we talk Steinem? Are you just going to make um, dollar fifty your favourite bet in Spanish Mission? <laughs> no, definitely not Spanish Mission. Um, Wonder Bar is my best bet around the country, sort of. So three eighty. Um, yeah, around there, and then I think Decent Rain is a really, really good bet in race three. I'm, I'm I think two seventies. Probably going to get snapped up again. They usually back this horse too. So, um, decent rain best at Caulfield and Wonderbar best in the country. <laughs> decent rain, eh? In the country. All right. So we, if I whack them both together, you get you would get over ten bucks easily. Um, beautiful, together, mate. mate. Hey, yeah, it's good. So when Chuck are you when, when are you moving back to Sydney? When are we talking before Chrissy? Just yeah, the week before. So I'm um, Canberra this weekend. Going back to Sydney for Mum's fiftieth. Good on you, Mum. And then, to, then eight, uh, going over to Adelaide for a weekend to see to see Mitchell. Jeez. It should be great. Going, well, maybe we'll have to get a few punting videos together. We're going and doing a few wineries, so sure we'll be pretty loose. For anyone that doesn't um, know who then, we're t- what we're talking about, that is um, that is part of punters' dribble, correct? <laughs> part of punters' dribble, um, unfortunately, have been. You know, we, we haven't been able to put much content together because we live fucking five thousand kilometres away. But maybe we'll have to throw some together over that trip. I reckon it'll be I a think bit you of have fun, to, especially if we've had a few few sherbets too. You so, might as well do the race call again. <laughs> the great race call. I'm sure, we'll find a way. I'm sure, we'll find a way. So yeah, but back on the eighteenth, mate, which is really exciting. 
Beautiful, mate. Um, all right. Well, thank you for that. Hopefully, um, hopefully we'll have a bit of luck here. I'm gonna have to jump on Wonder Bar now. Um, and mate, I'll just follow you in on decent rain. Don't know much about it. Obviously, one last time, but mate, I'm happy to get a get a little uh, flutter of over ten to one. Fingers crossed. Thank you for joining me. Beautiful. Nah, absolute pleasure. It's been nice having a pick of grass, mate. And we're back and we put a bit of weight on. We're ready to go. <laughs> Thanks, mate. See you, mate. <laughs> See you, mate.